makes me happy. We do appreciate all our brothers and sisters that are serving the Lord and serving us by singing to us, and cleaning for us, and ministering to the our children and running the cameras for us. And you know the parking lot workers are earning their cookies on these cold mornings, aren't they? So we uh, uh, appreciate that, and so uh, make sure that you you get involved in service too. If you didn't bring a Bible. Hold your hand up real high, and we have extra Bibles. We'd be glad to let you use one of ours. And let's all go to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms, the 37th Psalm. And let's believe together and release our faith for the rest of the service. I'm believing God for you to hear from Him. Hmm? Not just hear me, but hear him. Well, that's supernatural, isn't it? Are you believing to hear him and see him? It takes faith. And, and Jesus said repeatedly, to him that has ears to hear, let him hear. So apparently not everybody has ears to hear, even though you're... Is it possible to hear and not hear? Yeah, it happens all the time. Two people in the same service, hearing the same thing. One of them leave bored. The other one leave forever changed. Hmm? And, and they heard the same thing, and yet they didn't hear the same thing. Uh, let, let's pray and release our faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, we agree together asking for utterance and ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart that receives and understands. Lord, let us hear not from man, but from you and to see you and to know your plan, your way, your will your direction, and we purpose ahead of time not to be hearers only, but to be doers of what you show us, and we know we'll be blessed when we do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Said out loud, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. Hmm? I mean, you did know that you can go to everybody and their brother's prayer seminar and have everybody and their sisters books and tapes on prayer. And that does you no good if you don't pray. <laughs> right? And every other area is the same. It's not just what you know. It's what you do. In Psalm 37. Verse 4. Psalm 37. 4 says. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Sit out loud. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. When will He give you the desires of your heart? When you do what? You delight yourself in Him. In Him. The word delight literally means desire, pleasure, enjoy. It's translated these ways. Same Hebrew word. Uh, 
Let's, let's, let's read it with these other words again. Instead of saying delight yourself, desire the Lord. And instead of saying that, you can say take pleasure in the Lord. Or you can say enjoy. <laughs> enjoy the Lord. And he'll give you. Actually, the word desire and delight are similar. And, and, and you find that God is absolutely just and fair, which is why you keep seeing the law of sowing and reaping come up. Because whatever you do is what's right for you to receive. That's what's fair, right? And if you don't have time for him, the Lord, then it's fair for him not have time for you. If you don't care much about his things, then it's fair that not much happens for your things. But if you delight greatly in his things, then he has a right to delight greatly in doing good for you. Right? And if somebody else is not getting some things that you're getting, and they say, well, why didn't you do it for me? Well, why didn't you delight in him like they did? Right? How many believe God is absolutely fair? He is completely just and fair. Now there's a lot of people across the world that don't think so. I assure you somewhere somebody is shaking their hand in some language and going, God, this is not right. This is not fair. But they're being a fool. I said they're being a fool. They're believing lies. Because when they finally eventually see exactly what was going on and what happened, they will realize God was more gracious to them than they would have asked him to be. And he's absolutely fair in what he did or did not do, what he did or allowed. He's fair. Do you believe it or not? Yes. Say it out loud. The Lord is good. The Lord is just. I will trust him. Amen. I'll trust him. He is. Now, uh, it says, if you delight yourself in him, he'll give you your delights. If you desire him, he'll give you your desires. If you enjoy doing his things, he'll enjoy doing things in your life. Can you see this? Go to the first psalm, just back up to the front of the book, Psalm 1. And you'll see this principle and you'll see it occurring over and over in the scriptures. When the man asked Jesus uh, what was the first and greatest commandment of all of them, do you remember what he told him? Love the Lord your God, how? With all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, right? That's the first one. That's the first thing. That's the main thing. Not just do it, but love him and want to do it and enjoy doing it. It's always about the heart. Always. Not just going through the motions, not just dotting the I's and crossing the T's, not just doing step one, two, and three. It's always about the heart. How many know God sees the heart? No matter what you do or don't do, he sees through everything. He sees right down on the inside of you. He knows what you love and what you don't. He knows what you desire and what you don't. 
are there a lot of people who are doing things in Christendom, but not because they delight in it? Doing it out of rote, doing it out of a sense of duty or habit, right? There's a lot of folks who go to church who don't enjoy it. Hmm? I assure you, there were a lot of little kids across the country and world today that said, Mama, do we have to? And basically she or daddy said, yeah, we all have to. (laughs) There's a lot of preachers that didn't want to go to church today. It's the truth. I've heard them. I heard a guy the other day that quit the ministry after 20-something years. And he said he just got where he couldn't stand getting up and going every day and, and preaching and having to get up in front of people and try to encourage them and inspire them. And he was inspired. He was so depressed himself. And, and he just... <laughs> See, you're, you're not going to want to continue doing something you're not enjoying that's hard for you and unpleasant for you. Anybody ever saw the uh, the TV show, what, Red Green? About the Canadian country guys? They remind you a whole lot of Arkansas, South Missouri, <laughs> Mississippi guys. The main guy, he can fix anything with a roll of duct tape. Anything. I mean, I don't care what it is. And they got a group that they meet together at, at the Possum Lodge. And before every meeting, they pray the men's prayer. And this is how it goes. (laughs) I'm a man, but I can change if I have to, I guess. (laughs) I think there's a lot of Christians like that. I can go to church. If I have to, I guess. I can walk in love with them. If I have to, I guess. I can read my chapter. If I have to, I guess. Is that the same as delighting in the Lord? Does it make any difference? Did you know the Lord doesn't accept or receive all offerings? He doesn't. There are numerous scriptures where the Lord did not receive an offering. You remember that's why Cain killed Abel. You remember that? Because the Lord didn't receive his offering. Because his heart wasn't right. And it's obvious that it wasn't because of the way it wound up. And so... Just because you go through the motion of doing something doesn't mean it pleased the Lord or that it was even acceptable to Him. And just because you did it perfectly, technically, doesn't mean He accepted it. I know when I was uh, had the privilege of ministering at Ramah Bible School, Brother Kenneth Hagin's ministry, uh, one, uh, for a while, I was uh, asked and, and able to teach in the Bible school on the subject of praise and worship, among some other things. 
And the, the summer before the school year began, I was spending extra time studying about it and preparing on it. And the Lord began to minister to me about it and show me some things about it. And I began to see that praise and worship is uh, uh, something we can give to the giver that he will receive from us and would even enjoy. That God would enjoy our praise and worship. Now it's a high thought that you can give something to the giver that, that would be worth anything to him. We're talking about the Almighty who creates planets, right? That you could give him something that would actually be of value to him that he would receive and enjoy. But as I begin to get more into it, I begin to see it's not just making some noise. It has to be something from the heart. And I kept seeing how that it's a come before him with gladness. How many times have you seen that in the Psalms? Do this with gladness. Do this with joy. Do this. And the Lord spoke to my heart. I don't mean I heard a voice. But inside me very distinctly. He said. Of course he talks to you the way you understand. He said Keith. If you're not enjoying praising me. Don't assume I'm getting a lot out of it. (laughs) I don't care how perfectly you're hitting the notes or how well you remembered all the words or whatever. If you're not enjoying doing it, I don't care if you're speaking up a storm in tongues. It can be like an empty banging on a pot. Just be hollow and not mean a thing. How can you determine whether something's empty and unacceptable or whether something's pleasing to God and that he actually enjoys it? Do you enjoy doing it? Do you enjoy giving it? I talked during the offering about how Phyllis and I's life began to turn around in our finances. And one of the things, not only in putting him first, but the thing right after that, is ministering to your brother or sister. And I, I be, both of us begin to enjoy giving to other people. Enjoy giving to the Lord and enjoy giving to, the, to other folks around about us. And I got so excited about it. I mean, one night I come in from a meeting with no coat, no tie, no shoes. <laughs> And Phyllis didn't even have to ask me what she looked at me. She said, I know what happened. (laughs) And so I had somebody else's Bible too. (laughs) I sewed those things and uh, was just ecstatic and happy to do it. See, just doing it and saying, well, if I have to, you know, okay. That's not okay. That's not good enough. If you don't want to serve him willingly and gladly, It's not acceptable. Oh, but friend, if you'll do it, I don't care how sour your natural singing may sound. I don't care how rough your service may be or how ignorant or unimproved your method may be. If you're doing it because you love him with all you got and from your heart, he accepts it. And it's pleasing to him. Can you say amen? Do you believe it? Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. What's the very next verse? But his delight 
is in the law or the word of the Lord. And in his law or word, he meditates day and night because he has to. Huh? Because you're supposed to. No, no, because he wants to. He wants to. He desires to do it. He takes pleasure in it. He delights to do it. Back up to that first verse. He said what you don't do, what the, what the blessed man that delights in the Lord doesn't do, he doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He doesn't stand in the way of the sinners. He doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. What is scornful? Scornful includes fault finding, sarcasm, judging, general negativity. These are unhappy people. Hmm? You ever run across any unhappy people? Hmm? And everything you say, they got some sour, negative remark. Something, something good happened to you. And they say, well, we'll see how long that lasts. Hmm? And, and everything, they, they scorn it. They're sarcastic about it. They're negative about it. They're not enjoying anything. There I, I will if I have to, I guess. <laughs> you understand I told you that men's prayer so you wouldn't pray it. <laughs> don't adopt that. We're saying don't do that. Don't pray that. <laughs> you can say, I delight to do it. I will. Right? I'm sure. <laughs> Phyllis and I were out, this has been some months ago, driving through a drive through thing. And uh, about the time we pulled up, I forget exactly what it, we were talking about something, and we're laughing about it. And we pulled up, and the person at the drive through window leaned out and said, y'all are the first happy people I've seen all day. And it was the end of the day. And it hit me out. Phyllis and I both looked at each other. We realized they're probably telling the truth about this. What does that mean? Person after person that they've seen. And this was a busy place. Was grumpy. Unhappy. Reckon how many of them were believers. <laughs> we're the first happy people she's seen all day. That's not right. I said that's not right. We ought to be enjoying our Christianity. We ought to be enjoying our, our life. We ought to be enjoying our service in Him. Shouldn't we? Enjoy, not enduring. Enjoying. That includes our marriage. <laughs> Selah. We're not supposed to be grumpy all the time. Sour. Negative. Yeah, they got this thing in such a mess. And it's going under. You just watch and see. It's go see, they, they don't believe in confession, but they're prophesying. They're prophesying about things that haven't happened in the future. They'll sit at them and, oh, it's going down. It's going down. Oh, you prophesying. It has to be believing. It hasn't happened yet. You're believing something you hadn't seen. 
believe in it and say in it, but you don't believe in Mark 11:23. Sour, grouchy, grumpy, negative. Not enjoying what they're doing. Not enjoying. Did you understand in the Lord, when you're full of Him, you can enjoy the simplest things. Yeah. Man, the, the more I walk with Him and the further I go, and I believe I'm growing some and developing some. Man, I enjoy little things in Him. I mean, I, I'm just continuously going, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I am so thankful that I'm not lost. Hmm? With a darkened mind, off somewhere doing something that's not going to matter tomorrow. Wasting my time and my life. I'm so thankful. I got health. I can go. I can do. I got strength. I got financial ability. We got wonderful people working all over the place. We got the help. We got the resources. I should be a happy boy. And I am. I am. You might say, well, man, if I had what you had, I'd be happy too. Well, first of all, you don't know what I got. (laughs) Secondly, I don't care what you got. You can always be unhappy about something that you don't yet have or something that... I don't care what your life is. It's the same. There's some things you got. And there's some things you don't. And there's some things you're dealing with. And some things you're not to yet. It's always going to be like that. And if you focus on the negative. And what you don't know. And what you can't do. And what you don't have. You'll be old sourpuss. Grumpy stuff. Hmm? And you'll be sitting with the scornful. And you won't be the blessed. Well, I guess, yeah, if I had their money, I'd do this too. Well, I guess if I, yeah, if I, yeah, if I had a job like that, yeah, yeah, if I had this, yeah, if I had that. (laughs) You do have something. I was, I was thanking the Lord for several minutes yesterday because I'm alive. He gave me existence. I exist. I'm alive. He made me. I would have never existed. If you have, I'd have never had any opportunity to know anything or experience anything or do anything. We have freedom. Right? In a, a part of this great country? There's enough people talking the country down. There's enough people talking the problems. God needs some people to talk some faith over this place so He can do something for us. Right? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of problems. But have you traveled very much? Have you been outside of town? Outside the country? <laughs> You stay gone out overseas and these places, very, you'll come back and you'll never be so happy to see a McDonald's and all your life. You'll go, glory to God. <laughs> huh? If you've done it very much, there's some great places all over the world, don't misunderstand me, but be thankful. You know, I, I'm not, I grew up in the country. I didn't, I, we, we didn't grow up rich, but I'm not, a, and yet we did grow up rich. 
I didn't grow up dodging bullets in the street. People weren't trying to sell me crack every afternoon. Hmm? I romped through the woods and swung from vines like Tarzan. I had a good time, brother. <laughs> I did. My parents loved us and stayed together and glory to God. How many know if you start looking and you'll be humble and honest, you got a lot to be thankful for. And you ought to be happy about it. You ought to be rejoicing. And okay, there's some things that ain't so good, but you know what to do about that. Pray about it. Release your faith. Believe God. And go ahead and thank God for the answer. Be happy about a good outcome before that ever happens. And you're just happy for what already is. You're happy for what's about to be. You're just happy all the time. And then when you drive up to the drive-thru, <laughs> you won't make somebody's day worse, right? Some light, when you let down the window, some light and joy will come out of your car, right? <laughs> Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Um, go with me, if you would, over to Second Chronicles and the 16th chapter. Put up, uh, while folks are turning to that, put up Romans 8.28 on the screen. You don't have to turn there. They'll put it up on the screen for us. You're going to 2 Chronicles 16. You'll hear a lot of folks misquote this verse. You'll hear people say, well, you know, everything always works out for the best. That is not true. I said, that is not true. People say, well, you know, everything that happens, God must have had some plan in it, some purpose in it. And they're implying or coming right out and saying that everything that happens is somehow the will and plan of God, and it is absolutely not true. Now, if this is new to you, don't just take my word for it. We recently did a a series uh, entitled, what was it, You Choose. And if you weren't, if you didn't get that, uh, let, let me urge you, get into it. You can get it at no cost. You can download it. Uh, and there were several lessons there. Go through all the scriptures and see it. Because much of the church world is deceived in this area. They are blaming God for all kind of stuff that he's got nothing to do with. And the truth is, there's a bunch of things happening on this planet that are not the will of God. They're not the plan of God. Did you hear me? He's got nothing to do with it. He gave us a free will. And people are choosing wrong and it's costing. Are you listening, saints? Now, if, you, if that sounds wrong to you, don't, 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 don't think you've got an issue with this preacher. Put your nose in this book. Go through all those scriptures. Get it settled. Because as long as you believe that somehow every bad thing is the will of God, you're in trouble. You're in trouble because you, you're not going to receive the right thing. You're gonna, not going to resist the wrong thing. And so people say, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. Maybe so, but the reason could be you missed God. Right. 
and messed up. And it never was a plan of God. No, look at it. All things work together for good to a specific group of people. Not everybody on the planet. Right? All things work together for good to who? Them that love God. What about the folks that don't believe he even exists and curse him every other breath? Everything's going to work out for their good? No, it's not. Oh, but friend, when you love him and delight in him, it gives him an open door to delight over your things. Second Chronicles 16, 9. The verse, let me just read it in the King James First, Second Chronicles 16, 9. The eyes of the Lord are running to and fro throughout the whole earth. He's scanning the planet. What's he looking for? To show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Don't let that word perfect throw you. It's translated whole numerous times. Wholehearted. Listen to other translations. Holman says, the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to show himself strong for those whose hearts are completely his. People who've given themselves completely to him. Another translation said, when you rejoice over God, he rejoices over you. When you delight in his things to do them, he delights to do good in your life. It gives him a right to. He already desired it, but not everybody's opening the door for him. Jeremiah 32:41 says, I will rejoice over them to do them good. Uh, Psalm 35, 27. Just put that up on the screen for us, please. Psalm 35, 27. Let them do what? Grumble and complain. Cry and feel bad. No, let them do what? Shout for joy and be glad. Say it out loud. I will rejoice. Now see, this is a statement of faith. This has got nothing to do with what you feel like. Hmm? Sit out loud. I will rejoice. I will be glad in the Lord. Hmm? And you ought to say that strong when you feel like it the least. When you feel like crying and feeling sorry for yourself, it's when you ought to get up, right? And I don't care if you have to get some toothpicks and prop up the corner of your mouth. You say, I will rejoice and be glad in him. Hmm? I will. And you're all, when you do that and you make that decision in your heart, you're already coming out. You may not even know the answer yet, but you're already headed out. And notice the very next part. Let the Lord be magnified, which what? He has, you, you have pleasure in him. You're rejoicing to do his things and be his man or woman. He takes pleasure in your prosperity, in prospering you, in blessing you. You enjoy serving him. He enjoys blessing you. Anybody like this or not? What if you don't enjoy? Hmm? Somebody has to beg you. 
try to pull on you, get you to do anything. Well, even though he'd like to, the door's not open for him to delight in doing good over you. In Psalm 12, go there, 112. Psalm 112. This is an outstanding psalm, all of them are. But in, along this line, it paints such a beautiful picture of what our lives are supposed to be. So we're about to read about you in Psalm 112 because you love the Lord. You reverence him and you delight in serving him. You know, Jesus said that I delight to do your will, O God. Listen to Psalm 112. I'm going to read this to you in the, uh, let's see, ESV. The ESV, if we have that one, English Standard. Praise the Lord. Say that out loud. A little bit more enthusiasm. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes people say, you know, they look like this. But they say, I have joy on the inside. I'm happy. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That doesn't work that way. Because <laughs> a glad heart, it is written, makes a joyful countenance. If enough of it's in here, it shows up here. <laughs> Always grumpy and sad here. <laughs> Not enough of it in here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I think we need to practice that some more. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why I say it? Because I enjoy praising him. I enjoy living for him. I did not dread coming to church this morning. Hmm? I, I did not feel like it was a hard, harsh thing that I needed to seek him and, and study and find what to, to preach on this morning. It's a privilege. It's a delight. And if you could sneak up uh, behind my desk at 2 or 3 in the morning you'd hear things like this hmm oh thank you Lord <laughs> thank you for sure thank you oh you give me such good things thank you thank you hmm? that's not drudgery oh sure your body gets tired sometimes your mind gets tired but you know that's when you thank him that he gives his beloved sleep and, and you thank him for something else and get up and it's a privilege to do what we do it's a blessing and a privilege for you to be in that chair did you know it to be saved and have enough sense to know you need to be in church somewhere I mean that there's millions on the planet it's not that far along Sitting up in here clothed and in your right mind. Amen. 
Look at you. You're blessed. You're, you're a blessed man. You're a blessed woman. And you ought to be enjoying. Nothing's going on in your life that is that substantial and terrible that it is justifiably spoiling all your joy and peace. You're letting it do it. And you should not. Greater is he that's in you. Bigger is your salvation than your problem. Bigger is your God than your enemy. And that should be shown by you having more joy and peace than you do consternation about your problems. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, reverences him, and who greatly delights in his commandments. Is that you? Then he tells you what kind of life he has. I'm going to read the ESV. I guess I am reading it. What are you laughing about? (laughs) His offspring will be mighty in the land. Did you know it affects your kids immediately when you quit being grumpy? And you start delighting in the Lord? It affects your kids. It affects their life. It affects your grandkids. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house. He's got stuff. I know there's a lot of people who don't believe this. I mean, they, they, I, they've written ugly letters to me, some of them. But what do you do with passages like this? So there are people that try to tell you that, that you can serve the Lord with all your heart and give your life to him. And live a bare, bleak life. Never have your needs met. Just drudge along. And somehow or another that's the will and plan of God. That is contrary to the scriptures. The Bible tells you when you love him. And you serve him with all your heart. You're going to be blessed. And your family. Not to say you'll never have any trials or tests. But you'll overcome them all. And you will be blessed. And you will be a blessing. Do you delight in the Lord? Do you reverence him? Sit out loud. Wealth Wealth and riches riches will be in my house. house. Reading the Bible. His righteousness endures forever. Keep reading. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. He's gracious, merciful, and righteous. It's well with the man that deals generously and lends who conducts his affairs with justice. For the righteous will never be moved. He'll be remembered forever. He's not afraid of bad news. And boy, this really shows your faith here. When a bad report comes and you don't even blink an eye. You say, well, we knew there'd be some trials and tests along through life. But the God I serve has never failed me and he never will. He will get us through this. And you are unmoved. Even in the most challenging circumstances, his heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. He's distributed freely. He's given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn is exalted in honor. Now, not everybody's happy about this. The wicked man sees it and is angry. Some people get mad when you get blessed. Well, sorry, I'm not going to be cursed just to make them feel better. That's their problem, not mine. 
<laughs> right? The, he'll gnash his teeth and melt away, and the desire of the wicked will perish. Can you see? The will of God is that we are so blessed and enjoying life so that it, it's not taking everything we've got just to try to pull ourselves out of bed in the morning and keep from being suicidal. We actually have joy and peace and our needs are met. What does this do? This frees us up to help others. It gives us the ability, the mindset, the strength, the time, the money, the health to help other people who are not where they need to be. But if it's taking everything you got, that you keep keep from crying all day long, you are not in position to minister to others now, are you? Because such as you have, that's what you give. And if you're full of depression, you don't need to be giving that out. Right? (laughs) Go back to the first psalm. We'll finish where we started here. Psalm 1. Oh, thank you, Lord. I tell you, on your way to Psalm, stop by Psalm 40. It's on your way. Psalm 40. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. Amen. (laughs) If you're happy and you know it, say amen. Amen. (laughs) If you're happy and you know it. Happy and you know it, say amen. Amen. (laughs) 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 Think what you will about all of it, but a lot of folks are in better shape than they were when they came in the door a while ago. They are, they got more joy, they're feeling better, they're doing a little better. Psalm 1, 1. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Y'all help me out now. (laughs) Psalm 40. I had another translation here on that one too. Psalm 40 and 8 is the quote that we mentioned earlier that Jesus said. Psalm 40 and 8, I delight to do thy will, O God, yea, your law is within my heart. Listen to some other translations, the complete Jewish Bible. Do we have that one, the CJB? Maybe. Complete Jewish? Thank you. Um. Back up to the previous one. Some of these, the verses are... No? Go to the next one then. Hmm, keep going. It's verse 8 we want to get to. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Doing your will, you see what the deal was? That's verse 9 in that one. It's verse 8 and the other. They change up sometimes. Doing your will, my God, is my joy. Say that out loud. Doing your will, will, my God, God, 
is my joy. Your Torah, well, that was the law. Now we got the law, the prophets, and the New Testament. We got the Word of God. Your Word is in my inmost being. See, it's part of me. It's in me. It's my joy. And I, you're doing your will is my joy. Nobody's made the New Living Translation. Do we have that one? New Living supposed to be very. I take joy. In doing your will my God. For your instructions are written on my heart. I take joy. In doing your will. That's what Jesus said. He quoted this verse. And applied it to himself. And of course we're his disciples. We're his followers. Those made like him. And developing like him. I delight to do your will O God. Man this ought to just come out of your mouth. Just ever so often. Hmm? Say it out loud. I delight. To do your will. will. Oh God. God. Nobody's making me. I want to. It's my pleasure. It's my joy. To live for you. To serve you. To obey you. To do your things. Is my joy. And of course the joy. Of the Lord. Is your strength. Is your strength. Now Psalm 1. Psalm 1, he said, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. We're not sarcastic. We're not negative. We're not always talking down. Verse 2, His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And again, like we've said, there are a lot of Christians and a lot of preachers that, are, that leave the idea, if they don't come right out and say it, that it's possible to love God with your heart and serve him with everything you got, and yet your needs not be met, and you just be defeated continuously, and just live a bleak and barren life that is contrary to the word of God. Because what's the next, very next verse say? The man, the woman that delights in the Lord continuously, he, she will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. This is not barren. His leaf also shall not wither. Why? Because he's planted by the rivers. That means no matter what kind of drought there is on the land, He's got his roots dipped in the river. That's you. That's me. That's you. That's our church. That's our families. No matter what goes on in the world round about us, our needs will be met abundantly. We got our roots in the river. And what's the key to having them in there and keeping them in there? You delight. You delight in him day and night, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That is not a life of defeat. That is not a life of continuous lack. That's religion that men came up with. I believe the Bible, that if you serve him with all your heart, not to say you're never going to have any challenges or tests or trials, but you will overcome them all. You will get victory after victory. And your needs will be met. And you'll have abundance. 
Your kids will be blessed. Your grandkids will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in your house. Come on, are you listening to me? And whatever you do will prosper. It is written. I believe it. That's what I'm having. How about you? Stand on your feet, everybody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm happy. And I know it. Thank you, Lord. And my face will surely show. Glory to God. We would have no access to any of this except Jesus had done what he has done. Right? There's no way we could be in the family of God. There's no way we could receive any of this or have this kind of life. He is our life. Let's honor him today by taking communion together and honor what he did, what it took to get us what we've got, the price that he paid. You want to do that together? Let's do that as a family uh, this morning. Uh, Ushers, would you come and get ready to serve the people 